I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. Episode 99 today. Tomorrow, going to be the big one zero zero. It'll be a fun day. I think we've got some cool plans uh, to celebrate the 100th episode. But if I'm honest, I'm a little self-conscious about reaching the 100-episode milestone and then being all braggadocious about it because as I think about some of the folks uh, for whom I have worked, people like my dad and Doug Wright, uh, they have put in thousands and thousands of episodes. I remember when I made the decision to, to number all these episodes, I went to Doug and I said, hey, sir, uh, how ma- if you had to do a little bit of quick math, how many episodes of your show do you believe you hosted over the years? You know what Doug told me? Over 8,000. So, yeah, tomorrow for me is a big day, 100 episodes. Uh, It pales in comparison uh, to the greats like my dad and Doug Wright and and others. And so, you know, we'll we'll have a few cute little segments where, you know, we'll maybe talk to a Utah who's 100 years old or something like that. Uh, But uh, I'll really be celebrating once I get into the thousands. Uh, So maybe you and I can uh, hang out together that long and we can celebrate 8,000. Uh, or 1,000 or something like that. Anyway, uh, I'm going to talk to you in just a moment. Uh, It's actually a follow-up to a story we started last week. The University of Utah has a project where they are collecting the stories of Utahns, uh, even the the mundane details, the the things that you and I are experiencing as we combat and face this coronavirus. Uh, How has it impacted our lives? How are we responding? Uh, What sorts of things are you and I learning? And they are taking all of that information, all of those stories and photographs and other uh, digital media, such like that, they are compiling them uh, and placing them in one place so that uh, the idea being someday, way down the line, maybe when our grandchildren's grandchildren's grandchild uh, is clicking and clacking around whatever is the Internet of that day, and they're looking back to learn about how the world faced the coronavirus, the COVID-19 chapter of their history book, uh, may just contain some of the information that we put uh, pen and paper uh, here in this project by the University of Utah. So in a moment, uh, I want to turn to some of those stories. I was reading through them over the weekend, and some of it is just beautiful uh, in its simplicity and in its relatability. And I want to share with you some of that and also extend an invitation to participate in this project yourself. But uh, before I get to that, I have to admit that during the commercial break, I got distracted by something. It was on uh, KSL Television's Facebook page. I have since shared this story to my own Facebook page. So if you're there at the computer, uh, go to Lee Lonsberry, go to the Live Mic page. You'll see uh, my picture there and a little logo for Live Mic. Click on that. The most recent posting is uh, a link to a story uh, which stems from a tweet uh, of about an hour ago put up by the Utah Highway Patrol. I want to read it to you. <laughs> and then and then I'll share with you some of the stories uh, compiled by the University of Utah. It reads, the tweet from Utah Highway Patrol, at UT Highway Patrol. It reads, 1 p.m. May 4th. One of our troopers in Weber County initiated a traffic stop on what he thought was an impaired driver. Turns out it was a young man, age five, somehow made his way up 
onto the freeway in his parents' car, made it from 17th and Lincoln in Ogden down to the 25th Street off-ramp uh, southbound I-15. All right, that's the first tweet, and there's a picture of... <laughs> You didn't hear, mishear me. Age five. The kid's five years old. He gets pulled over uh, by a Utah Highway Patrolman in Weber County. Uh, the trooper thought that he had an impaired driver on his hands. Turns out it was a, a young man, five years old. And there's a picture attached to the tweet. And it is of uh, this little kid. Uh, he's got a hooded sweatshirt. They, you know, respecting privacy, blur out his face. But he's got himself a hooded sweatshirt on and uh, some Bermuda shorts. And there he is sitting in the driver's seat. <laughs> and, in fact, he's got the, he's got the seat uh, leaned back, you know, like, uh, like the cool kids do. Anyway, there's a follow-up tweet. Let me read that. His story is that he left home after an argument with mom in which she told him she would not buy him a Lamborghini. He decided to take the car, the family car, and go to, Flo- go, I'm sorry, to go to California to buy himself one. Uh, and Highway Patrol in their tweet points out he may have been short on the purchase amount as he only had $3 in his wallet. So uh, imagine what the coronavirus quarantine has done to this poor young man uh, to the point he feels that after arguing with mom, after she says, no, uh, son, you're not getting a Lamborghini, he takes matter in his own hands, hops in the family car, uh, drives his way all the way to I-15 uh, <laughs> in route to California to buy himself a Lamborghini. Uh, if, if I'm honest, I'm impressed. I'm impressed here that he was able to pull over safely after he saw the lights of the Highway Patrol in his rearview mirror. Anyway, if you want to check that story out, Lee Lonsberry on Facebook. Click and clack your way over there. Uh, you'll get a laugh at least. Uh, luckily, everyone was safe. Uh, no one was hurt uh, in this story. I certainly wouldn't be laughing and joking about it if that were the case. Uh, all right, now let me turn my attention back to this uh, program. We learned uh, from a, ger- a gentleman named uh, Jeremy Minty. He's the head of digital library services at the University of Utah's Willard J. Marriott. Uh, library, and he uh, on Friday explained this program to us and why uh, it's in place and what he hopes uh, uh, you know future historians are able to glean from it. Let me share with you a quick explanation from him, and then I'm going to turn to some of the examples of Utah history. At this time where we're going through such a historic event, we're going through a pandemic that it might make our lives seem kind of mundane and boring right now. But this is going to be something that's interesting to researchers in the future to see how we coped with life in 2020. So through this project at the Marriott Library, we're just hoping to take a snapshot of what life looked like here during the pandemic so that current and future historians can have the information that they need to study the effects of people and during this time period. Here is a, a submission to that effort uh, by a young woman named Rachel. She uh, essentially copied and pasted an entry from her journal from the middle of March. Uh, she writes, the coronavirus has had a huge impact on our lives. For mine, it all started when classes moved to online a week ago. This is already a very difficult situation because it takes away the structure I used to have and I have never taken an online class. I also had to move out of my dorm all by myself and make the trip back to Arizona. It's been a struggle socially because I can't go out and see my high school friends and I had to leave my life in Utah. Not living in the dorms is weird because I went from being surrounded by my peers with the same academic goals to being surrounded by my parents. All right, there's a a quick example. Let me uh, click my way over to another one. This one by a young person named Peyton. Uh, The coronavirus pandemic has affected my life tremendously. My sister and I have moved back to my parents' house. The four of us, my mom, my dad, my sister and I, have not lived all together in three years. 
It's weird having everyone home doing work and school, but it's also been a blessing to get to spend more quality time together. My job has shut down, so I'm no longer working, which has been an adjustment. My sister is a healthcare worker and is on the front lines of all this COVID-19 stuff. She works extremely hard and takes every precaution to not bring the virus home to any of my family. Despite being out of a job and having to adjust to a whole new home-centered life, I am feeling extremely grateful for a sister who helps our community and much-needed quality time spent with my family. This pandemic has affected my life in the strangest way possible, but I am just very grateful for the time it's given me to slow down and realize what really matters. Uh, i got to take a break right now. We'll come back for the final segment of the program, uh, but the University of Utah Library would very much like to hear your story. So make your way over to lib.utah.edu, click and clack your way to this project, and leave behind your story if you'd be so inclined. Uh, I am going to uh, write a- an entry for this project, and hopefully someday down the road, uh, my little story, joined with the countless others uh, written by Utahns here facing the coronavirus, will help uh, future historians understand just a little bit better what you and I went through when the coronavirus showed up. We'll be right back. Final segment of the program is going to look at gyms and cruise ships. Ahead on Live Mike, I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.